and welcome to Memory Lapse, the Magic the Gathering podcast. First of all, I'd like to apologize for last week's episode. And with that, we can begin. Hi, I'm Tim. I'm Jinji. And I'm Tyson. I think that's the first time I ever went through that entire intro without fucking up. And without anybody fucking you up. I know, right? It just happened. It was so natural. Now I'll be ready for the train. I was thinking you'd drink that time. Huh? I was thinking you'd drink that time. I was thinking you'd cat. Okay, so everybody was basically distracted (laughs) so they couldn't mess with me. Okay, so now prepare for the train wreck that is the rest of this podcast because, you know, they are no longer distracted with their sugary treats. So they will now start obstructing anything. I have two breaks in my Kit Kat left. Shit. We were cats, and there was a laser pointer. We're sorry. <laughs> so that's no. Basically, I always, I always feel like I'm hurting cats to get this started. It has taken so long. I've been here for like a half an hour trying to start this shit. Tyson we didn't still even close till 15 minutes ago. I don't give a shit. I came here half an hour. I'm always, they're always bitching about how I'm late, and it always takes me so long to get here. Well, surprise, Except for bitches. whenever we're waiting on this motherfucker being ginger. Man, uh, when two I'm and working. And a half hours. Oh well. Screw you all. All right, we hey, should I'm follow straight here after work. You can <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You can say someone needs to k- take command here. No, it's not gonna be you. Okay, fine. We can be partners about this. I mean, if oh, he was, I fucking. If he was leading, I feel like there'd be an <laughs> uprising. I don't get that one. Entropic uprising. It's the name of the interest deck. Oh, okay. <sighs> We're so hostile here. Let's be, let's be honest. All right, so let's so unite. Let's stop with the terrible puns and start with the actual content. We've already we've rattled <laughs> on long enough. All right, so on a realistically realistic note, what we wanted to talk about was how the commanders can actually be used. So. Well, I thought we were going to go over how the decks out of the box work first, or are we just skipping right? I mean, to we can do that. Well, I mean, well, precons like are generally just built out of like. People either new new players build them out of the box, but people that I feel like played longer just buy the commanders and build them how they want them. Yeah, like I had my deck done and I was missing my Kynos and Tiro Melitus, so it was like, hey, look, there's one, and I got it. Right. Like I was unwilling to spend the thirty dollars ish just to buy the on deck. the box for the two dollar rare that I needed from it. Yeah. yeah. But I'm mainly like. <laughs> these decks do have a lot of cards that these generals do actually genuinely want yeah. in, like, mm-hmm. a tuned version of the deck. So buying them with the intent of building off of the base deck is not a bad idea. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, Trax has got lots of them. So does, so does Brea. Uh, yeah. s- uh, actually, you know what? Yeah, all of them, though. Except the thing, except the thing is, I don't think Kynios and Tiro... Uh, really, they need they need a pl- they need a way to win more yeah. than just Keening Stone and the card that's. Hold on, let me let me find it. Talk here for a second until I can find um, this card. So, this also opens. Oh, up uh, for treacherous terrain. Sorry, I found it immediately. This also treacherous opens us terrain's up. a win condition for that deck. This also opens us up for things that we can add to these lists to help tune them. Yeah. Right. So if you wanted to upgrade, not even like. Add more wing cons, but make ways to find your Keening Stone better. Right. Um, this is blue, white, red, and green. Yeah, so you'd get, like, you got Fabricate. Access, you've got access to Fabricate. Yeah. I can never remember if Tinker's banned in Commander or not. Uh, I think so. Because Probably. Tinkering for Blightsteel is pretty good. Yeah. I know Blightsteel's not banned, but I'm fairly certain Tinker's banned. This Wait, is why I wanted my phone. <coughs> You're looking for Keening Stone? That's a how much drop? A five? Tinker, Commander is banned. Uh, what what how much how much is the converted mana cost on Keening Stone? I think it's a five. I believe it, it is five. That sucks because then you can treasure you get mage for it. Enlightened tutor for it. Yes, yeah, so you can enlightened tutor for it. You can use mystical tutor to find your enlightened tutor. Um, oh, this is in the non-black deck. You can yeah. use yeah. You can use Tesseret, yeah. the Seeker. Um, you'll have to up to up oh, no, no, him no, once. No, no, you can no. Use Keening Stone is six, so treasure mage. All right, so treasure, treasure mage, mage is the way to yeah. find it. Yeah. Um, Tesseret now has to be up to twice. Which is a little less good, but still a thing that can be done. Yeah. Yeah, but you'd um, want to put you'd want to put like with uh, Kanos. I really feel like that's the one that you'd want to completely rebuild, like you did, yeah. and like I plan to do, because uh, it's just those colors well, are like, there. So I think that two of these decks want completely rebuilt, and the other three are fairly fine where they're at. I think that the Yidris deck needs just just completely rebuilt. Like, yeah, that's how I feel about it. I know. Kineos needs rebuilt. Mm-hmm. Kineos and Tiro definitely need rebuilt. Yes. yes. Um, I think I have like six cards from the original list on my list. Though I do find it funny that because of Kineos and Tiro, I have a, uh, a newly 
uh, rekindled, because it was my first CDH deck, but a new rekindled uh, interest in playing Zedru. So, because there's there's Zedru in there, and there's like Howling yep. Mind you can give to somebody else for the effect, and Rites of Flourishing you can give to somebody else for the effect. Um, but Which you can't use in the Zedru deck, so that makes that kind of unique in that way. Well, I mean, you can use the Howling Mind effects, but you can't use, um, like, the Rites of Flourishing. Or no, what was it? I know there's another card you can give to other people. Was it Rites of Flourishing? Does that Probably. just affect you or everybody it's else? everybody. Yeah, yeah so Rites of Flourishing is somebody something you can give away. Humble Defector, obviously. Um, so you can put stuff like Bizarre Trader in there and shit like that. Um, but anyways, like, the decks are sweet. I mean, they have a lot of different ways that they can go. I mean, I feel like a few of them do. Yeah. Other than, like, Saskia. Like, Saskia's just like, I want to punch you. Yeah, so, Saskia's... So is Brea. Brea's just like, I just want a bunch of artifacts. Well, yeah. Brea, everybody I've talked to, has gone super combo with Brea. Yeah. yeah. They're like, World Gorger Dragon, Animate Dead, um, you know, with, like, Brea on the battlefield. They're Ashnod's Altar with um, Thopter Sword on the field. Yeah, the, like, they're just looking for all the combos they can jam in. I mean, I've been thinking about Thopter Sword because it does already come with Thopter Foundry. You're talking about uh, Sword of the Meek, yep. right? Yeah, yeah. It already has Thopter Foundry come in, so it basically just says, "Hey, let's play Sword of the Meek in this," which is up for consideration. But I kind of, I'm kind of trying things out right now and rebuilding it slowly. First, I started with like putting in the artifact lands, and now like there's a samurai card in it that says untap samurais, and I'm trying to find another one that oh go to you know yeah the one that you pay this yeah you search makes... for any equipment well there's another one oh it's uh sensei golden tail I think it's called where you uh, pay you two and tap it and it makes it puts a counter on something else and makes that a samurai huh so and then you just kind of uh what is the thing to untap it that's already in the deck. Probably a Mage Ride Stone? I don't remember. I don't remember, but there's something I'm working out to kind of samurai out my deck. Just, just turn everything I, into a samurai? Yeah, and then add another a, a combat phase after the samurai combat phase, like Aggravated Assault or something or other. Oh, so you're going like an aggressive Brea build. Yeah, just have multiple That's combat cute. phases. and just, um, It has Bruce Tarl. What else are you going to do? I mean, you just take Bruce out. No, no, you play on that because that's amazing. I don't think Bruce is good in the Brea deck. No, I um, think that that's a, mitch ma a mismatch. So Tyson, you were saying that there's combo decks. He's building an aggressive <laughs> version of the deck, and I actually saw basically like stacked versions of the deck, where it's like I don't care. I'm sacrificing these <coughs> artifacts. I'm just gonna build a bunch of tokens and just you know, you know what just else make would work? you guys lose because you don't have any permanents. You know what else would work out since you have a, a sack outlet in Brea for your artifacts. That marionette master from Standard. Yep. I've actually saw versions of the deck that have that thing because you just make it a, what, a 4-4? Four, four? Mm -hmm. You just keep sacrificing it's artifacts four, and just pinging the yeah. tables. Yeah. Well, sorry. Yeah, it's a 4. The 4 is what matters. Yeah. But yeah, I, I thought about throwing that in there just for that possibility of that magic to happen. Where you just use Skull Clamp and make your opponent really sad as you're drawing cards and they're dying. Uh, yep. So you could also in this deck while we're talking about combos and other things you can do, going infinite with Thopter Sword. You can also play Perforos in this list, which is something the yep. previous Thopter Sword lists weren't really able to do effectively. Right. So because, you know, while you're making infinite tremors. Thopters, you're paying the full table for two each time, plus generating infinite mana if you have yep. the Ashnod's Altar. Yeah. It it's a very common focused general in my opinion. Like it's just. That's what it does. It's got all the combo colors. It, so you it, can play all the combo pieces. And yep. if you're not doing combo, it's also very good at value. Um, I mean, this is one of the value plays that you can do for the combo. You can give some given for like Thopter Sword Crucible Academy Ruins. Here you go, guys. Have fun. That's pretty cute. Yeah. All right, we should probably... Uh, or that's right, this is our topic. What am I talking about? Yeah, like, this we're, is we're our well actual topic. We're talking we should about probably, the commanders. We should probably talk about another commander deck now. We've been on Brea for a little while, though. Yeah, we just, also didn't go over Kineos, what, oh. uh, Kineos much, and I really want to talk on that one later, because okay. that's the one I picked up as my general. So that, we'll just go down the list later. <laughs> right. Well, I just also want to specify that whenever, before these things come out, I was already saying the not-black general, whichever... Because it wasn't announced yet, was the one I had the most ideas for, too. So that one might be a... Might be well, not-black is... Kineos as well. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why we were just I know. That's why Anyways, I'm using the Anyways, we'll, we'll get to him. I was just using the terminology I used before he was announced, the not yeah. black general. That's what I said on the show, and it's better than 
saying Kineos and Tiro of Melitus and getting it wrong. Yeah, I mean, we, we <laughs> just keep calling it the not-black general. Or the Guardians Racist. of Melitus, because they were in Well, I was saying the not-white general was the one that I wanted. <laughs> I'm actually underwhelmed with him, but... Yeah, well, it's just his deck. Like, his ability's bananas, but the deck... Yeah, his ability's really... So, Yidris the Maelstrom Wanderer, wielder, uh, not Yidris wanderer. the Windfall deck. Well, that's what that's what the original version of the deck is, which I mean, it's all fine for casual. Yidris um, the windfall, but it's like, fucking bullshit. With a, with reforge the soul, a miracle. Oh. Why are you? It doesn't matter if you miracle it because you're that's gonna be your second card you drew for the turn. Hmm? You're never gonna be casting it for the miracle and getting the cascade trigger off. Yeah, you are. No, you're not. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, um, you're not. Well, it's not the cascade trigger; it's just the fact that it's there. Cause, yeah. Because uh, oh, what's the one with uh? With uh, suspend, wheel of fate, wheel of fate, greater dragon. So, I was playing somebody. Wheel of fortune. Wheel. No, <laughs> I think it might be Is wheel it? of fortune. Well, hold on. Let me fucking. It's a wheel. It's, it's a... one of the wheels. There, there's wheel. there's a windfall. There's a red windfall fortune. with suspend. And basically, no, what happened was on on this player's upkeep. He just bought Idris to try it because we were pissed off at him playing a tracks all the time. It is fate. Well, yeah, I say fate. him, but it's Devin from Not Another Let's Play. It's the guy from my other show. He, he picks up promotion. Yeah, he picks up Yidris, <laughs> and we're playing with it. And he suspends the wheel that suspends. And when it casts on that upkeep, the first card on his draw seven is a Reforge the Soul. Just like God. Mm. Yay cards! <laughs> it's like God damn it. So it wasn't a ca- so no he didn't get a cascade on that, but he got to annoy the shit out of everybody at the table. So I mean, Tyson was talking about doing this version of the deck, which is keep it as the windfall deck. Play like Nekasar and Leovold. Yeah, Nekasar and Leovold, so that way nobody else can draw cards, or like or I, nobody else wants to draw. You're cards. gonna have Leovold in the deck, but like you can have just every way to punish people for drawing cards. Yeah. yeah. Um. Which, I mean, that's fine. Yeah, because, like, this thing is... This is basically I just take and add some green to Nekasar. Change the general so I can do it. (laughs) And then add Leovald into the deck. And be able to Cascade for free, essentially. Yeah. Um, The biggest thing that I want to do, and this is just, like, personal desire to do thing for Yidris, is I believe we went over the double strike rulings for him. Yeah. And all the shenanigans he can do. I just want to, like... Get an extra combat step or get double strike off on him at some point. Don't really care how. It's not really practical for the deck if you're trying to play, like, four-color windfall. If you're playing four-color wheels, it really doesn't fit in the deck. But I just want to get two cascades and cast a cool ultimatum on somebody once. <laughs> God damn Because, like, you'll hit anything else in the deck. Cruel ultimatum costs, like, Or, seven. like, dig through time and treasures. Yeah. Which will go into cruel ultimatum. Yeah. Yeah, isn't um, Treasure Cruise already in the deck? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Treasure Cruise actually comes in this one. Yeah, that's because really it's like, good. Hey, look, wheel into Treasure Cruise into Cascade after before you draw three. Whee! Or you just yeah, you just like I'm gonna pay one for this Cascade that's gonna let me cast a seven drop or less. Like whatever. Well, drawing three cards. Yeah, feels good. Um, I think the most competitive version of this deck is just Storm. Like probably. Yeah. I mean, you hit with it, and like, you double your storm count every time you cast it. Yeah, like, you cast a dark ritual, and you go until you hit, like, your lotus petal, or your gilded lotus, your lotus Lions bloom, or something like that. Yeah, just any of the zero drops. And um, then, like, whenever you tutor, you get to search, you get to cascade until you hit a one drop, plus you get another spell, and it just keeps doubling your storm. So whenever yeah. you eventually do Mind's, uh, mind's Desire, if you do that... Or Tendrils, because it... The, the, a lot of the decks I see play tendrils or yeah you, you definitely play, tendr- play tendrils go grape shot or brain freeze or see I mean, I brain play, freeze is kind of hard but I would play tendrils mind des- desire grape shot brain freeze less so because like yeah our area specifically has a couple big dumb green players that like to play Aldrazi's that shuffle yeah. back mm-hmm. so brain freeze is less good in our area than other places but it's definitely a card worth considering for those of you that are looking to play it as a storm commander um, it's just a bunch of value. Because whenever you mine desire, you get the cascade and then the storm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's basically it for Yidris. I mean, I mean, you can just play him as a value deck. Uh, something that I was actually looking at whenever I was going to build him was just play planeswalkers in the deck. I mean, you have all the colors to play like the best planeswalkers. Which I mean, is strange. Minus, people like, mostly, mostly people say that about Atraxa. I mean, Atraxa does have the best. Act- 
okay, fine. Attraction does have the best colors for Planeswalkers, but Yidris can let you play two Planeswalkers for the cost of one. I mean, the big perk of Yidris is that its colors give you access to Dak Faden, and when we're talking about delve spells for big cascades, you want the extra filtering for that, which is where Dak helps a lot. Also, right? something sweet is like if you can cascade from like a Nickel Bolas or an Ugin into a doubling season. Mm. <laughs> well, you can actually go like you can hit the Ugin into pretty much any other Planeswalker. Like you can hit Ugin into Karn. Yeah, which would you can hit Bolas into Karn. Yep. Yeah, like how do you come back from that? You probably don't. Yeah, if we're gonna be at honest, the end that, of the day. that's as um, like, he's good for big spells. I mean, yeah. you just play uh, Yudra's Ram and just right. cast big dumb fatties and get other big dumb fatties for free. Right, but like I was saying about the delve and wanting to cast delve things, oh. you can you know delve away your Tomb Stalker, your Dig Through Time, your Treasure Cruise. Um, that's you ridiculous can, too, because you Gurmag play a Angler if you want to play that. You yep. Signet and cascade down to a Soul Ring or a Sensei's yep. Top, or you play or the Wheel of Fortune. Or you Gilded Lotus and go down to, like, I don't know, the people play Hedron Archon. Thran Dynamo. Thran Dynamo, there you go. Diamond you go down to a Thran Dynamo. Like, you just you just go from one mana rock and cascade. That's actually what I was doing one. with this. Is like, I was going you from... can also Hooting Mandrels. Yeah. yeah. Which is another six drop. Like, it's just got all the right colors to do all the right stupid things that you want to yeah. do. Yeah, because the Delve colors are all uh, Saltai, right? Yeah, they're, they're black, green, green, black, and blue, yeah. I can't remember if there's any Delve cards that are red. I'm too lazy to look. I, I don't think there are. I do not think there are. Well, anyways, we should any for probably one. go faster than this since we have all the partners to do yet. Oh, we're doing uh, all I'm, the partners? I'm less concerned I mean, doing, about the partners. Well, I want to do my pairing. Well, I mean, we can touch on the partners, but let's not really go all out because that's going to make this three hours yeah, okay. long. Anyways, um, so Saskia just straight beat face. Saskia comes with Beastmaster Ascension, which is a great start. Yeah. Uh, Just, you know... So, a fun thing to note about Saskia is this is whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, it deals that much damage to the chosen player, which means it's the creature dealing the damage. So, yeah. if the creature has infect, it deals the infect damage to another player. Oh, so, it's really God. easy for Saskia to, like, just kill a table. That's adorable. Also, something interesting is... Um, if you want to, you know, you know, do double strike because Yidris or extra attack phases or whatever. Um, Savage beating spellbinders and both com color combinations for the decks that want it. So if say, which is red by the way, say it's the three of red. us are playing EDH and playing Saskia, I can name Tim, hit Tim with Saskia for three, and then he takes another three because Saskia dealt damage to somebody. Yeah. Well, some a creature of mine dealt damage to somebody. That was my allure to Saskia, is the fact that you can do quad damage to somebody in one combat. Initially, whenever I read her, whenever we did the spoilers for this a while ago, I didn't think she was that good because I didn't know she could do that. Yeah. Now I'm actually a lot more fond of her. However, to quell some questions, it's not commander damage whenever yes. they deal uh, the damage, whenever Saskia deals commander damage. Commander damage is specifically combat damage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this is just dealing damage afterwards. But it also works with lifelink. Yes, it works with lifelink. And something that is important to note, well, it's not really important to note, but while we were, after I brought up the infect thing, you have to be really careful when you're playing against this deck that they don't just like Tainage strike the creature and kill two people for it. Mm. Also, what, what is it? Does. Is it like open hostility or something? Tainage strike is black. Target creature gets plus one plus one infect until end of turn. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna build. It's that. an instant. I was gonna play them. It is way too easy. Infect is way too easy. Actually, they're talking about putting infect in a Traxa too because it's got all the right colors. But mm. she's also got proliferate. Yeah, which means. Let's increase the number of infect counters. You wait. <laughs> I got a story about that. Um, so, like, she's just beat face whatever way possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's very political, though, because you're like, oh, I'm going to name Tyson, and I'm going to hit you. If you want Tyson to die, you're going to take the damage. And it's also one of those things where because she has haste and vigilance, it's also very... You know, the silent nuke that sits off to the side and like, Oh, you just pissed me off. And you're open. You're going to die because Saskia, you, best friend, bah! <laughs> Got him. 
See, that, that's how I see Sasuke anyway, which is probably why I shouldn't play those types of decks, because I'm more of a plan-for-later type player most of the time. So I'll sit there and have pump spells in my hand and such and just wait for that one moment where it's like, okay, you're dead now because you're an asshole. And that's how that goes. Would you say you've got long-term plans, too? Yes, yes, I would, in fact, say that I have long-term plans. Are we moving on to attracts, or do we have any more to say we about Saucer? Well, we've still got to do Kinyos. Well, I thought we were talking about that last because that's the one we have the most at length to say about. Because you said save it for later, so we're saving it. I guess for, we'll save it for last, then. We'll save it as an FLA for later. Alright, so Still on the note of Atroxa. Raptor, I'm not sorry. Atroxa has Bullshit. I don't think it has an, an Icarat in the deck, but one of the things like this deck can do a lot of things. It can proliferate a bunch. Because, you know, at the beginning of the year, end step proliferate. This so what some people have talked about doing is just playing an Icarat and then being like, hey look, everybody's got an inf- got a poison. And at the end of my turn, poison, 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 poison. And they just oh. don't uptake their own poison. Jesus Christ. Um, and then you can just blink the Icarat a couple times with, like, your Deadeye Navigator, because those need to be in the same place. And it also plays white, white and blue, so it gets, like, Brago and <laughs> all the good blink effects. Yeah, like, this deck just has all the good blink effects. It has all the good ways to pump creatures that might get Infect or have Infect already. It gets to, like, become amends, Invigorate. It also has, um, like, since it's blue, it's dessert. got all the good counter spells. I love how nobody likes spells. having fun in EDH anymore. They just want to win and leave. I mean, I'm tired. Like, I got tired of this with competitive magic, but now I'm starting to see it in EDH, and it's disappointing. Those well, games are supposed to take two hours. Don't do this shit to me. Well, you're the one that quit our five-hour game. Huh? You're well, the yeah, one that quit our five-hour fi- game. I find that... When was that? When I was playing Angus McKenzie. I don't remember what you were playing. And then I have to go home. <laughs> was Maybe. I tired? Like, Maybe. I, I feel like you, you need definitely to got have... mad though because nobody could die because Angus was constantly tapping it on. Well, I, I did see, say that's my point. See, I said two hours, not five. I, I think that uh, you need to have a certain balance of control decks and aggro decks to keep the games like not set at two hours. Because if it's set at two hours, the control deck can be like, okay, I get to set up and then combo kill you because that's what control decks do in EDH. Yeah, like. You want to have aggro decks in the format to be able to combat the control decks. So that way your games yeah. aren't always two hours. Or yeah, but when you're consistently murdering everybody at the table on turn five, you're kind of overdoing it. I mean, hey, that's, hey, hey, that's two turns too slow, sir. Shut your mouth, Nekasar player, you dirty bastard. Anyways, Atroxa can go infect uh, Planeswalkers because she can proliferate counters on Planeswalkers. Yep. Uh, Just regular plus one, plus one counters. The one thing that I was actually going to do with her was play, like, all of the lands that build mana on themselves by (coughs) tapping and putting a counter on it. Uh And then proliferating those counters. counters, So that way you you can, like, ramp four mana on your end step and the next turn just cast, like, an Eldrazi or something. Because those are the only two I remember the names of. Uh-huh. Um, one of the big things that the deck can do, and it's more of a an interesting series of cards. Uh, if the deck has a Johnny... Mentor of Heroes? No, it's not Mentor of Heroes. Vengeant? Three and a white, a Johnny. I can't remember oh, his name. Oh, three and a white? Color of the Pride? That might be it. No, that's one and three. No. A Johnny... I know which one you're talking about. Steadfast. Is it Steadfast? Mm-hmm. Oh, there we go, yeah. Yeah, that one is from... Um, All right, so if we have... Admittedly, nice. we have to have a couple different cards out. We want to have something that made some tokens. We want to have a Nissa Voice of Zendikar and an Ajani Steadfast. Okay. It's a lot of stuff. So, Ajani, minus two is to put a counter on everything else. Plus, you know, a plus one encounter on each creature you have. Yeah. And a loyalty counter on each other planeswalker. Correct. Then the Nissa minus twos to put another plus one encounter on anything. On everything. Then at the end of turn, Atroxa loyalty uptakes, restoring the second counter to voice. Uh, Nissa voices on the card. Plus proliferating a third plus one plus one counter on all these other things. Yep. While also so like, giving you a counter back on Johnny. Correct. So, like... It's best if you have a Johnny and Nissa and that because then you can just keep infinitely doing the Nissa. Yeah. Well, until a Johnny dies, eventually, maybe. Yeah. But at the end of the day, either one of these with a Troxa just makes your field plus two plus two at least. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, um, like you want to know how uh, how much emphasis is put on putting counters on everything in the Atroxa deck? The deck runs languish of all fucking things because it knows it can get over top of it in no time. Mm-hmm. Um, it just wants big dudes. Yeah. And Atraxa gets really big. Also, something that's adorable with Atraxa is Black Sun Zenith. Yes, because it gives all creatures minus X minus X. So you can just keep proliferating the counters until something will eventually die to the negatives. Um, also, you can play Contag- Contagion Engine in this deck, which gives all creatures target player controls minus one, minus one. And then Contagion Engine says, pay for, tap it, proliferate, then pl- uh, proliferate again. Eh. 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 Um, mm-hmm. Everflowing Chalice is something that's good in this deck. The mana rock it came with was actually Astral Cornucopia. Yeah. Because if you get it on one, you proliferate it up. Yeah. Yeah, it's cute. Oh. So, like, they did put a lot... It feels like the Atroxa deck had the most thought put into it and the most care about development for it. Yeah, and it has the it has a lot of removal. I think it has more removal than the rest of them. It has... Uh, I know it has Merciless Eviction. We talked about how it, how it had Languish. Uh, it has that... Merciless Eviction. Shit. Um... Stop! Stuttering, you one fuck! More. No, it has like six. Sylvan Reclamation for Artifacts and Enchantments. Exiles them, by the way. I hear Exiles good in a singleton format. I bet it's got the Thrumming Bird. Uh, it yeah, it's got Thrumming Bird. Right um, um, it's got stuff like... Fathom Mage. Uh, Bane of the Living. I know it's got the Fathom Mage. It's probably got the Master Biomancer. It does have the ba- it Master is this Biomancer. This list? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is its list. So Merciless it's Eviction, Languish. <laughs> it's got fucking Dune Blast. Uh, Doom Blast is less cool than some of the other stuff in here. Yeah, like uh, there is a deck. Mortify I believe, I believe Brea's. No, it's not Brea. It's uh, I think it's Saskia that has Crackling Doom. I yes. just played yeah. my Brea list. Uh, Mortify and Putrefy. It, there's just a number of just removal things, and then it oh, it's has got like, hardened scales. That's cute. Yeah, it has hardened scales, and then it has. This is also great. It has Abzan Falconer and Tuskard Captain. You know, the Outlast things for flying and trample, respectively. It also has Scavenging Goose that I see on the list. Yeah, Scoo's there. Voral of the Whole Clad. Champion of Lamhold, that's right. Forgot about that for a second. You Bane can't... of Progress. Man, right? That's Bane of Progress over there? Up to the right. You scrolled down, I can't see the name. Oh, um... Forgotten Agent. Forgotten Agent, my bad. Necroplasm's in here. There's just a lot of solid stuff. And then there's even, like, bribery kinds of shit in here. Where's the Custody... Or Orzov Advocist? That card's amazing. Yeah. That card is sweet. It's like, here, have counters and don't attack me. Good. That Grip of of Phyresis is not really... I like that card. That card's cool, but it's not like a super EDH player. Yeah, it's card. not. It's not a great thing in this deck or in these decks. I mean, I mean, if you have a lot of, uh, since we don't really have that many, like, oh, it's got the corpse jack menace too. Or Colonian th- Hydra, Revelark. Yeah, it just feels like a lot more went into this deck's development. Than yeah, there's yeah. a lot of. It, see, it looks super cohesive. If I had to pick one to play out of a pack, and oh, I definitely I could, play Atroxa. Okay oh, yeah, Atroxa is super. Atroxa. Yeah, Atroxa is super equipped right out of the box to just beat face. I mean, I mean, especially since their precons are slow anyways. Oh, like Atroxa is not. Well, I'm saying they're slow anyways. Atroxa can just build up. Yeah, which is what Atroxa does best. It just builds over time. Yeah. Well, the other thing is Atroxa is like a five turn clock when she hits the table. Yeah. Well. Six, because she has to, you know, do 21, not just 20. You yeah. can get a plus one, plus one counter somewhere in that deck. Well, yeah. Well, if we're going to bring plus one, plus one into account, she's like a three-turn clock. Yeah, but Cause cause she like, just it, builds it up. She just builds up really fast, gets really big, and just yeah, punches right in the face. But, yeah. Nah. Atroxa seems like the best one out of the box. Yeah. With that being said, the one that I built... The one that's worst out of the <laughs> box, actually... The one that I built... That yet has the most value, strangely enough. Is Kineos and Tiro of Melitus. Yes. So, I decided I wanted to play Group Hug. Quotes. Again. And by that, I mean, I want to play... Nobody plays Magic. Everybody watches everybody else try to play Magic. 
So I started off with like... So, you know, his signature style at this point. Yeah, so like I started off with a couple of my favorite cards. Winter Orb, Static Orb, Sphere of Resistance, Thorn of Amethyst, Lodestone Golem, all the anti-fun cards. Right. And it's like, sure, we'll tack in a Grand Arbiter, um, a Sphere of Safety, a Propaganda, a Ghostly Prison, Arcane Lab. Sphere of Safety? Yeah. I thought I said Sphere of Safety already. Um, Norn's Annex, and, you know, a couple other things like that. So it's pillow fording why nobody can cast spells. Got it. Yeah. But the good thing about Kidios and Tiro is while you're only able to untap a couple other permanents like everybody else, um, Fever Visions is in this deck as a potential win comp, by the way. (laughs) Um, While everybody is having trouble playing spells because they cost so much mana and they just can't untap a bunch of their stuff because of everything else you're doing while you're hiding behind like crawl space silent arbiter and things of that nature is you get to draw an extra card and play an extra land every turn so while the untap feels like more of a strangle to everybody else it's something that you can play around when you're playing two or three lands in a turn if you've got rights of flourishing out and stuff like that and you get both of uh, Kineos' abilities at the end of the turn is drop a land and draw a card. So. Yeah, well, you draw the card before you choose to drop the land, too. So you have chances of drawing into the other land, and while that trigger is going off, you can spin your Sensei's top and stuff like that. Yeah. Do you, I'm ass- do you know what this thing does? No, I didn't actually look, uh, have smoke in my list. Okay. But it is something I could throw in while we're in yeah, red. It's double red <laughs> enchantment. Players can't untap more than one creature during their untap steps. Yeah. Since you were talking about crawl space, do you play like a uh, tangle or not a tangle wire? A um. I'm not playing tangle wire and smokestack because I don't no. want to go full anti fun. Yeah, no, then nobody would play EDH um, again bridge. for a few months. Uh, I also don't play staring bridge because I don't want to go full anti fun. Yeah. Like I want people to actually feel like they have a chance. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'd be playing smokes. Like I play Dutch stacks in this. Yeah. Like, I'd play the Mox Diamond, I'd play the Light from the Loam, I'd play, you know, Seismic Assault, stuff like that. Yeah, go And just go full anti-fun on people. Yeah, going full mm. retard is not a good idea whenever it comes to, like, building a community. Yeah. So, this, I mean... This deck is annoying, but yeah. it's beatable. Yeah. Um, so what were your plans with these guys? Oh, uh, I'm glad you asked. Um, I bet it's not as obnoxious as mine. It's... Well, it could be, because my turns will take forever. Because basically, it's the whole idea of every enchantment fetch I can get, every artifact fetch I can get in it. Wait, no. Is it artifact fetch? No, it's just enchantment fetches. Basically, I get enchantment fetches, and then spells that make my enchantments indestructible, and just draw spells and mana dorks. Because basically, what I'm doing at this point is... I'm getting out, like, Jeskai Ascent. Oh, yeah, it would be artifacting, because there's stuff like Mindstone and Painter Servant and stuff like that. Painter Servant's banned in the EDH. Okay. Yep. See, nobody could clarify that until just now. Uh, it's 100% banned. Okay. Uh, do you know how unfun it gets when you're playing Iona as your general? And you go, Iona <laughs> named Blue! Painter Servant named Blue! Is Iona the thing that says uh, you, you can't, can't play, play spells with the chosen color? I know opponents I, can't play spells with the chosen. I color. know I've seen that. I've had that played on me when I was playing a mono blue deck, and the other person that was the guy's opponent was playing green blue, so he named blue to his both, and I was sitting there like an asshole, like I can't do a single thing right think, now. Well, this yeah, is fun. So imagine how bad that would be if Painter Server was around and everybody's everything was blue, and somebody did that. I say we get rid of Iona and bring back Painter Servant. But uh, anyway, no. uh, Painter Servant j- makes too many combos. Nah. Yeah. It also makes Ugin just lock games. It yeah. also is good. Uh, Everything's blue. Ugin for zero. Bye, lands. Jaya Ballad's really good then, too. Yes. But anyway. Um, Taza can also get an infinite combo. So you see why Panther Servant's banned, right? Yeah, okay, that's fine. Panther Servant's <laughs> banned. We're getting back to, like, uh, back to the idea of, like, Sphinx's Tutelage, Jeskai Ascendancy, Mana Dorks out the ass. Basically, I try to get these things out, make them indestructible, give them hexproof, do those things. Because I'm pretty sure there are cards that give them hexproof, too. And, uh, I mean, you can just play, um, what is it, Opalescence? And make your enchantments kill them. I mean, that would be another thing that's in there, because there's also going to be, like, Rip Helm in case... You want to kill, kill someone with a Sphere of Safety? <laughs> that would be funny, actually. Sphere of Safety yeah. turns into a 5-5 beater. But you have, like, you have, like, the Rip Helm for one, the Mill for another, and then if that doesn't do it, all of these mana dorks that you've tapped and untapped with Jeskai Ascendancy over and over to create infinite mana now have, like... Plus 
50 plus 50 on them because you've cast so many spells. And that's that's where you get flashback as well, so you can just keep casting and recasting. And you can and play like going ape shit. Crypto right in the deck with like Avengers Endicar to get like ten mana. Oh god, yeah. There's there's lots of things. Of note, while you were mentioning flashback, one of the things that is legal in this deck that normally group hug decks did not have access to while we're talking about flashback mm -hmm. is past and flames. Oh yeah. Mm. Usually oh, not super yeah. relevant, but being able to like. Buy back a couple spells that go, hey, everybody, let's do this. Oh, speaking of Passing Flames. Could buy you a couple turns. Passing Flames in the Storm deck. Yeah, it comes in the Yodra stack. And you also Elixir of Immortality. And just keep doing that, too. Yeah. I'm just drawing a bunch of cards, doing a bunch of things. Then putting them back in my deck and then going again. I mean, they're all sweet generals. Um, um, fun fact for both Yudris and Kineos and Tiros. Uh, Praetor's Council's legal... Well, Praetor's Council is green, so it's good for both those decks as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it is. Which, it's, what, you return all cards from your graveyard to your hand? You have no maximum hand size for the rest of the game? Yeah. Uh, I think excuse so. me, an exile Praetor's Council. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyways, so, like, we, we got the four-color generals, which is the new thing that we have, which nobody actually knows how to build these decks, because, like, they're so... Like they're, they're more open than yes. the other ones were. Because, like, we previously, whenever we were getting new commander decks, it's like, oh, we already had three color generals, so we know how to build the mana base and everything. Um, oh, we had a two color deck. Like, we already done that stuff. Actually, before. the four color generals, I'm really impressed with the pre built mana bases, because I don't seem to usually have problems with. Uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of people cast them on four. Yeah, yeah. like, you don't get a, you don't have a lot of problem casting things. They built those really well. I mean, admittedly, one of the first cuts or changes that I'd make was get rid of the. Karoo lands because I honestly don't like the things in EDH, but it's besides the point. It's because we have the ones that whenever they enter area. the battlefield tap, bounce the land. Wow, that's yeah. because we have people that play a lot of land destruction in our area, so they look really, really bad. Me, <laughs> I mean, I don't play like Armageddon and stuff, but like I play, yeah, but we've still got a like an Azusa player that can strip lock you out of the game. I mean, Gitrog can do the same thing, Cataclysm right. shows up every now and again. Uh, anywho, I mean, you can steep, still keep your Karud land, though. Yeah. Oh, no, uh, that no, doesn't. So, I had my Karud wastelanded in our last Commander Night when I was playing Nekasar, because, like, that's part of how I keep Nekasar balanced, is I play a really shitty mana base. <laughs> I wish I was kidding. That's how I keep the deck fair. I just play a really, really bad mana base. And I went Temple of Malady. Karu bouncing mm. my Temple of Malady. Malady? That's the wrong color. Uh, red, black, Malice. There you go. Yeah. Sorry, wrong Mal word. I'm a Temple of Malice, Scry. Karu, yeah, get my Temple black, of Malice back. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm a nerd. Play my Temple of Malice again, and they strip mined my Karu. That feels bad. And it's like, well, I've just been set back like five turns. I've saw. God, fuck you. I mean, that's how I keep the deck balanced, though, is because somebody can do that. I mean, it's like, well, I just wasted four turns. Um, like, I mean, four-color commanders are sweet, but I think the biggest thing that this set... Uh, shut up! I had a break. I had to think about the words I wanted to say. Um, the biggest thing that this set gave us was uh, the partner mechanic. Because not only did we get five new generals along with, like, two or three other ones... We got a hundred and fifty, a hundred and five other different combinations. I don't think we got that many. That is, it's a hundred and five plus two, three, the five. Ah, uh, yeah, I guess we do have two enemy. All right. So anyhow, <laughs> it's a hundred five combinations, and then your five color generals. So there's a hundred and ten potential commanders from this set. I still have the problem. Of admittedly, it's how they kept it balanced because some of these things would just break. Um, so partners' wording is: you could have two commanders if both have partner, and it keeps it fair because if they just went, yeah, you can pair command, you can pair legendary creatures with other legendary creatures. I would instantly be playing Nekasar Leovold as my side by side generals. Yep. That's like I wouldn't have to worry about playing Yidris. Uh, <laughs> I'd just be like Nekasar Leovold. I'm sure there's a lot of other busted uh, pairings like uh, Elish Norn and Joel Ryle. 
The one that can turn people's lands into one ones. Uh, she does it to three threes, but yeah, same. I don't remember the name of the one that does like one ones and two twos. It's like uh, I, I know what his art looks like. Kamal, it's the green Kamal. Narset get wrong because whoever you partner her with doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't think Kamal Fistacrosa has that ability. Fistacrosa. Target land becomes a one one. Yeah, so it's green target <laughs> land becomes a one one until end of turn. It's like, oh, hey, I have an Elishnorn and I have this. Oh wait, you don't have. Well, I was thinking you would do it to all of them. No, I mean that. Yeah, I'm just saying like, screw that land, screw that land, screw that land. You don't have lands anymore. Have fun. Um, but, like, so, like, the partner mechanic is very interesting. I'm assuming they're going to be doing, giving us a, a certain amount of partners per set from here on out. Um, just to keep the pool getting, like, bigger, because it's, it's honestly a fun mechanic. Um, so, here's one of the questions. You said we're going to have a certain number of partners per set. What do you mean by per set? Per commander set. Okay. Because... Honestly, sometimes we get cards in standard that look like they're blatantly for commander. Yeah. Yeah. I would be unsurprised to see partners start popping up on some of these future standard cards. Oh, boy. Like, I'll be a little disappointed about it, but... Yeah, because it's I mean, a mechanic that's totally not for the format that... No, you know. I mean, that could make sense, but I think that they want to keep the partner mechanic balanced. Because if you start throwing partner on everything, you're bound to just get, like, something that's super busted. Right. Well, I mean, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying throwing it on everything, but like, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, down the road, we've got legendary creatures that are being that are being printed in standard that have partner on them, like say Bruna or Gisela. Yeah. Meaning that the new Bruna, the Fading Light, and just no, is it Gisela? Gisela the Broken Blade and Bruna the Fading Light. Correct. So that way you... Because yeah, like they've got meld. Yeah. It so would like, be nice to have both of them in your command zone. That way you can cast both of them. Yeah. But then again, that might be just too strong. Because it's like, oh, turn six. Uh, you guys can't play three mana things. Um, but... Yeah. So I'm just... I'm just going to go and talk about my pairing. Okay. Like... So I'm playing Bruce Tarl Borish Herder. God, I love him! And uh, Timna the Weaver. Mm-hmm. So, so we're Mardu. Yes. So Timna the Weaver is one white black for a two two with lifelink. At the beginning of your opposed combat main phase, you may pay X life for it. X is the number of opponents that were dealt combat damage this turn. If you do, draw X cards. And then uh, Bruce Tarl Boris Herder is two red white for a three three. Whenever Bruce Tarl Boris Herder enters the battlefield or attacks. Target creature you control gains double strike and lifelink. So you just you just play a bunch of creatures, anything that can like like anything that has melee or myriad. So now, that way you just attack everybody at once. Now it's interesting because Bruce Tarl is in Brea, but it really looks like it should have been in Saskia. Oh, it should have like definitely it really been in Saskia. Been. I love it being in Brea, which is fine because I have Brea, but I also have Saskia, so I had to put it in there anyway. But it really feels like it should have been in Saskia. Yeah, I mean, Bruce, should, I 200% believe Bruce should not have been in Brea. Also, I believe the card in the background of Bruce Tarl is a card from Saskia. I think. One of the Ox? Uh, yeah, the one that uh, gets uh, plus one, plus one counters for... Yoke Ox? No, it gets plus one, plus one counters whenever your opponents cast spells. Wow. Um, I don't know, but um, what was, was I gonna say? You use Bruce to go and get a bunch of life and do stuff, and then oh, and then you just draw a bunch of cards off of Timna, which is something that the, the Mardu decks never had before. Uh, and like you just suit up Bruce to just beat face with him, mm -hmm. and then you, like, you just play just a bunch of big stuff. Um, something that I am kind of disappointed with about the precons themselves, if I'm gonna talk, like if since we're talking about it already, is um, Torin Mauler. That's it. Oh, Tarn <laughs> the Mauler. changeling. Yeah. Um, is that the what is it? Their ally color. The so the blue green one and the blue green one both come in Yidris. Okay. Both of the red white ones come in Brea. Yeah. Both Which, of the white black ones come in what? Saskia. Saskia. Yeah. Both the red blue ones, ones come in. Oh, uh, so Tyr I have I have Kanios and Tiro. So yeah, I have your them. partners too. What? Huh? I have your partners because I have Brea, Saskia, and. Uh, Kineos. Kineos. Yeah. 
So I have two of the unpopular ones and one of the popular ones. No. And then both oh. our black green ones come in a track, so. Yeah. Yeah. To finish this thought. <laughs> um, because Tim distracted me. Like, it would be sweet if they, if they they mixed them up a little bit, so that way you're not just like, oh, I need double blue-green here to cast both of them. Like, if I'm going to partner two generals, I'm not going to... I'm probably not going to play the same colored ones. You know, they, they probably could have cleaned this up by putting, like, um... Because I, I do see this, like, they could have all three combinations, just in case. I'm not sure if that would have broke anything. But, like, instead of having... Oh, no, I guess there would be more color combinations. So if they did that, like... No, this is confusing. Because they could have red, blue, black... I don't know why they chose to do them this way. This is yeah, weird. it's weird. Yeah, trying to, trying to like, make logic out of it right now. It's like, but it's, why did they do it this one allied way? color for their deck and two enemy colors. Yeah. yeah, but they're the same enemy colors, which is something I don't like. Right. Yeah, because like yeah, because in Brea we could have had black, blue, red, white, red, blue. Yeah. Wait, what? Red. Yeah. Red, red blue, blue. Which, if we wanted to put, I mean, one in I there. think a Kiri Line Slinger is good for the deck. Correct, but Bruce isn't. Yeah. So like you so can switch Bruce for Ludwig. Yeah. Yeah, but or I don't Crum. think any of the red blue ones are that good, anyways. But yeah, yeah I mean both. So blue red or Ravos. Ravos is sweet for that deck. Blue Red did get the shaft. Those those are the there yeah. aren't really any good partners. Like Ravos is good for Brea though. Because like you can use it to get recursion. So that way you can put your artifacts your to your army. Yep. So like why didn't they do that? I mean admittedly I'm not an R and D, so I You wouldn't want to be with the messes that they've done. Because yeah. you know Aaron Forsyth would be your superior and you get to watch him run around the office with his big wheel. At least that's what I think he does. I don't know. <laughs> you have obviously never heard the conversations that we've had about Aaron Forsyth on trips. Yeah. So, Aaron Forsyth sits in his office. Okay. Solitaire opened on one screen. Okay. Playing Cheerios on Moto with the other. Okay. With a bowl of Cheerios that does not have milk, <laughs> but water. And he will not eat them until they get soggy. So, so you're telling me he's he's a little he's a little bit special. Is that what you're? <laughs> and whenever he wants to spitball ideas, he has two paid mimes. Uh, what? He has two paid mimes. Okay. To spitball ideas with, because they can't tell him no. <laughs> God damn it! And this is exactly why this podcast exists. Um. <laughs> This is what we came up with on one of our road trips. That's amazing. Whenever we were talking about Aaron Forsyth and oh. how he does his job. I still have Cheetos left. Shit, this is a good day. <laughs> so what else do we have to talk about here? Do we have anything else to go over? Well, well I, I think after we've painted that image of Forsyth, I think we just sign off. So okay. I, I actually want to say, <clears throat> this is going to be quick. Shut up. Is it going to be the usual quick, or... I mean, if you keep quick. distracting me, no. Okay, then go. Go! Um, so something that one, somebody in our local group... Time's did, up, and with that... No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I had to do that. Is building a 49-card deck with one of the partners, so that way whenever you have a group of friends over, it's like, oh, pick two partners, take their decks, shuffle them together. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and you have a commander deck. That is a really... I like that sweet um, mechanic. And something yeah. that I was actually talking to him about, because I actually wanted to do the same thing, is, like, you can, um... Since, you know, you're just playing with your friends with these decks, yep. you can use, like, the, um... Little things that you put on yard sales for, like, prices. Mm -hmm. And, like, write on them one, two, three, four to match them with your partners. Mm -hmm. So that way you know how to separate them, yeah. so on and so forth. Because, you know, you don't want them to... Well, you need to have a one of of any card in all of these decks. Yeah. So like it's hard to do the deck building because what, do I want Solring in this deck, this deck, this deck, Sol this Ring's deck? not in like, any of them. That's probably fair. But like yeah. like he I was talking to him about it. Solring's not in any of them because uh, <clears throat> there's too much potential to run into two Sol Right, cuz if there's if there's five Sol Rings, like, if there's one in each of the allied colored ones, for example, yeah, and you roll your generals and you get two of the allied colored ones, now you have to make changes to the deck. No, you just put one soul ring in one of the decks, not two of the decks. 
Yeah, so but the problem way, like, there is, suppose you pick ones that don't have soul rings, like, both of them don't have them. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's bound to happen, because, like, each of them are probably going to have their own mana rocks. I mean, at least some of them are better than others, but, like, that's where you have to make changes in how you build the decks. I mean, the thing that you can do is make 48 card decks and then have, like, a soul ring set aside and, like, something else, like a Selim Simulacrum or something. Like, just two cards that are played in every EDH deck and then give them 48 card piles and then be like, you know... Or maybe just have, like, a bunch of things sitting there be like, which oh, one would you like of these what common would be things cool that is, are staples? So, like, you build their base decks yeah, and then you just have good monocolored cards. Like, say... 15 of them sitting there. And yeah. then you round-robin draft them for your deck. So you'd have, That'd like, cool. Sensei's Top there. You'd have Soul Ring. You'd have Solum Simulacrum. You'd yeah. have uh, Gilded Lotus. You'd so, have like, there are 45-card decks plus your general, so that way you mode, have yeah. eight cards to potentially add to it. Like, whatever these are. Yeah. Uh, that's actually kind of interesting. So, like, the, the powerful artifacts and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, now you're playing with power, son. <laughs> Mox and Lotus. No! We're done. Things that are legal in EDH, maybe? Um, what is it? Bloom, Lotus Bloom? Lotus Bloom is legal, so is Gilded Lotus. That's Black Lotus. I already said Gilded Lotus. I know, but that Lotus Bloom. Okay. And Lotus Bloom is a zero drop that can make three mana. Okay. So, which, by the way, great for Yidris. <laughs> yeah, because it cascades into it. Yep. But we did not tape this on here very well. No. Anyway, um... I mean, oh well. That was you. That was your job. You're the one that taped it. I didn't put new tape on it. I just put oh, the because I thought we were getting out another card. But anyway, um, we don't have a foil. We have a different memory lapse. I don't know if you people care. You can email us about that. And I'm not going to forget this. Time. Which one we want? Well, which one you want to see? Well, the one we have that's in foil right now is the Eternal Masters yeah. printing. Which so it's is a totally one. a ripoff of the Adams family. But anyway, um, yeah, you can email us uh, if you want to talk to us or send us questions or you know I'm we were lonely. wrong about something. Gingy's lonely. Gingy needs a home. We're trying to uh, we're trying to get him into a place where he can feel comfortable and warm. Can you at least have an cold. interview with the people that are having me in their house, so that way you know it's a loving family? No, and I'm not just contact us if you want to take care of him at memorylapsepodcast at gmail I use the term "take care of" very loosely. Please we don't just, kill me. We just want to get him out of here. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, that God. that would be that, I suppose, because we didn't actually get any emails. I did check that. Well, one of you was ranting and rambling. So I saw. I looked. Yeah, we didn't get anything. So yeah, uh, that's that's it for this week. Um, so yeah, play EDH. It's good stuff. I mean, you can always let us know what your partners are if you're building partners. Yeah, yeah. Or what your dream partner team would be if you know the legendary scenario were to happen. You're gonna nickel ball us. I don't care. I'm doing it. <laughs> Not well. Whatever. <laughs> you. Sure. I don't think there's a new creature card, but you can almost do that. I can almost do it. I know. Yeah. Shut up. I want. Okay, fine. Karn and Nicobolas. Why not Karn and Ugin? Because I can't have Ugin. There's a creature card, Karn. Okay, there so uh, before this spirals out of control yet again, uh, <laughs> thank you for listening or watching or whatever you're doing, and I'm Tim. Goodbye. I'm Jinji. Bye. I'm Tyson. Bye, everybody. Leave all Nekasar would be best. No, they wouldn't. Shut up.